the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Took a couple days off, but I'm back in the air chair. Hopefully we can have a good show together. And um, kind of reset. A lot happened a lot like we thought it would. Last Friday, the markets ended a quarter, a month, half the year. And with that, there was a big rally into positioning for looks like I'm smart. It's called um, window dressing. And when it, you close a quarter, close a month, close half the year, you report to your investors and you show them, here's our top 10 holdings. So there was a lot of repositioning into what has already worked, not necessarily what will work. This week, we're starting off a little bit weaker. We had a half day on Monday. I took the day off. Sorry about that. Had all day off on 4th of July. And yesterday was a travel day for me. So here I am back in the air chair. On this day in 1957, Paul McCartney met John Lennon. Can you imagine what a weird fate day that is for some people? Hopefully, we all have something like that in our head where something really clicked. It did well. Meta's a big winner today. Well, let's, t- let's say yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> yesterday, all the markets were lower. Kind of the first full day of action. And you have the Federal Reserve basically saying, we're going to raise interest rates, probably at a, a different pace, not monthly, maybe in between meetings, uh, every two meetings. And the, the, the market's getting kind of tired of this message, and it's, it's responding with a little bit of fatigue. Again, we're, we're having a crazy, crazy good year. So it's really tough to look at this and say we're upset by it. For the year, the NASDAQ's up 32%. The S&P 500's up 16%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 3.8%. There's the problem, that 3.8%. Uh, Bitcoin's up 85% after losing a good 50-plus percent last year, so it's it's nuts. And NVIDIA up 195% plus for the year. So back to today, Meta's a big player. Uh, they've announced not a Twitter killer, but basically a Twitter copycat. And it's called Threads, the Twitter competitor that got Elon Musk to challenge Mark Zuckerberg to a fight. The app went live in the evening, and according to Zuck, got two-plus million signups in the first two hours, 10 million in the first day. That's not great. There's some contract language when you sign up for threads that very clearly says some of the information you post can and will be used in your profile to what we sell to advertisers. So Apple goes way out of their way to make privacy more of an issue. And that hurt Meta's stock, creating a buying opportunity. And Meta's now learning, huh, what can we do on our own? And this is a good push. Uh, Twitter's a mess. Um. I've used Twitter in the past successfully for news curation. Um, I've never been a tweeter, never been like, oh, this is a snarky reply to President Joe Biden. Um, but there's a little bit of fruit for the taking. And I think it's pretty smart that 
Zuckerberg is taking said fruit. Um, Elsewhere out there, EPS contract talks fell apart with a strike on the horizon. America's largest private sector package delivery service and Teamsters Union, representing 340,000 of its workers, accused each other of walking away from negotiations over pay yesterday. Rivals like FedEx might benefit from picking up extra business, as might Amazon. Just throwing in that down there for you. There's been some really funky ideas that Amazon's thinking about trying to pull off, um, including hiring situations like um, local stores to deliver their packages so they can deliver 100 packages to a local store, say a Domino's store. And then when the driver is driving around pizzas during the day, he could drop off packages. It's a pretty funky idea because that assumes that the business that Amazon is partnering with has extra labor that's standing around doing nothing. What else are we going to take a look at today? Let's go to today. Um, I don't think the headlines were all that great, so I'll just skip into um, where we might go from here now that all the children have grown up. (laughs) Oh, that horrible song. Um, With the big move the stock market made in June, And ultimately, the first half of the year, it's reasonable to think that any weakness we see right now is largely a byproduct of the belief that the market is due for a period of consolidation. It's normal. It's healthy. You want it. In other words, you could easily point to headline catalysts here and there and try to explain the weakness. Today, there was a really strong jobs number Um, as far as the private sector hiring at ADP report. So we got a lot to think about. Private sector is strong. The labor market is strong. That tends to stop inflation from going down. A strong labor market tends to push inflation up, as Americans like to spend paychecks. Private sector hiring increased by 497,000. Expectations were 245,000. That's pretty stunning. Um, Jobs in the service industry, very, very strong. So hotel and leisure in particular. Initial jobless claims for the week ending July 1st increased by 12,248,000. Two Key takeaway from the report is initial jobless claims, a leading indicator, continue to run well below recession-like levels. So we're not firing people that are going to lead to recession, and we're actually hiring people as if it's an expansion. Throwing that down there for you. This is bad news if you want the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates. And the market kind of wants the um, Fed to cut interest rates. What else? There is a GDP May trade balance report showing a narrowing in the trade deficit. This is a tough one to get through on air because I don't think it's a big market mover on a day by day. In the long term, how a company exports and how it imports. Um, What we're seeing today is there's takeaway that ultimately there's some softness in the global demand. There's more data yet to come now today. I'll get to it during the show, hopefully. The jolts, the job openings report, how many jobs are open versus how many people are looking, super important for the Federal Reserve. Um, And I think we get labor. uh, We get another employment report tomorrow. So a lot of data, a lot of data today. Good day to come back. Um, Elsewhere today, we also get New York Fed President Williams talking about... uh, Recent data suggests the Fed has more work to do. Dallas Fed president said the FOMC needs to make 
policy more restrictive. So I kind of believe them. The market doesn't necessarily believe that we're going to see more Fed interest rate hikes. Fed funds futures market, no, a 25 basis point hike is coming later this month. So the odds are 96.1%, but the stock market's not acting like that. So noticeably today, there's a probability of another 25 basis point hike in September. That's gone up from 18% to 30.8%. I don't put complete faith in data like um, futures, but the futures are telling us that a lot of money is betting this way. And a lot of money tends to be more right than wrong. Just throwing that down there. Janet Yellen is traveling to China and attempts to ease tech tensions. The Treasury Secretary Beijing trip comes amid a tit-for-tat restrictions around semiconductors, where we're trying to stop China from getting the world's best semiconductor equipment-making technology. And they're trying to stop us from getting gallium arsenide, which is great for semiconductors that need really fast electrons moving back and forth, different than silicon. It's a mess. I think it's always been a mess. I think it's always going to be a mess on some levels. I don't think the U.S. and China will ever be best friends. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Took a few days off to recharge, and I feel a little recharged. Um, could be better, but still pretty good. Uh, while I was away, Meta introduced us to Threads. Threads already has 10 million plus users in the first seven hours. It's leveraging Instagram's user base. The rapid pace of people signing up to use Threads suggests Meta was right to look to use the power of more than 2 billion existing Instagram accounts. It is friendly. Friendly internet utopia. Can we say that in without laughing? Zuckerberg's new online Disneyland that officially opened for business yesterday, where everyone gets along happy and they follow the rule of kindness. The vision is to create, according to Zuckerberg, an open and friendly public space for conversation for 1 billion plus people. This is not humiliating for Twitter. It is not unexpected for Twitter. Um, but I got to admit, it looks like Meta's pulled off a, a pretty nice launch. Threads is Meta's most direct shot at Twitter. It's a standalone app that enables public text-based updates and conversations from users. It's tied towards your Instagram identity. Some 10 million people signed up for Threads within seven hours of its public launch. There's been the Zuckerbergish tit-for-tat shot and frowned. Um, as Twitter crashes more spectacularly often than, say, Elon Musk's SpaceX rockets. Twitter is an, has really imploded. It's just the ads that you're served are, uh, they're not family friendly. And the amount of hate on Twitter, it, it's risen. And again, I'm not some utopian, we all got to love each other and get along. Um, but when you're kind of anonymous, you're a bit of, more of a jerk. Anyone that ever wants to criticize me in person, I welcome it. 
and I will give you I'll give you airtime if you're good at it. So the Meta chief Zuckerberg took a break from his 11 year Twitter hiatus to tweet a picture of the Spider-Man meme in which two identical Spider-Men are looking at each other. Um, Kind of like maybe a closing the account and I'm taking one last shot at Elon. Uh, last week, Twitter just got kind of ran amok, right? Temporarily and chaotically restricted the number of tweeters, tweets that users couldn't view. Uh, they limited the much-loved service tweet deck to paying Twitter Blue subscribers. Seems to me that Elon Musk has got too many strategies. Um, trying to see what sticks. Not a bad idea sometimes. Um, but this story only makes me like meta stock a little bit more. Um, we're still in meta Mark Zuckerberg's year of efficiency. It's been a rousing success so far as the stock is up 230% since last year's November lows. They've still got maybe a quarter of uh, easy comparisons from when they started firing people or letting them go. Um, so Meta's big strategy here is to completely draw on Instagram's pool of over 2.3 billion users. Simply by having an Instagram account, you can access and post on Thread, helping to explain how the app already has that 10 million signups in just seven hours. If you're a brand like Coca-Cola or McDonald's, you are very leery of posting on Twitter because Elon Musk might say something that upsets a lot of people. Um, Meta lowered its 2023 expense guidance to 86 to 90 billion from 86 to 92 billion. It kept its CapEx forecast unchanged at 30 to 33 billion. There's no guarantee that threads will become profitable, even if it does significantly cut into Twitter's market share. Unlike the company's metaverse ambitions, Meta already has most of the infrastructure and infrastructure and workplace right there already in order. Last quarter, Meta reported an AI-powered 24% increase in time spent on Instagram. Like Reels, Meta's short format video, it can take some time before Thread's monetization efficiency is at a solid pace. You just got to you got to say good job. And you may not like Zuckerberg and he it's coming up into another political season. And he may get in trouble soon again. There's always headlines like this week. There was a headline that the Biden administration will appeal a ruling that bad White House contact with social media companies. There's a lot going on there, right? Um, but Meta stock is rallying to its best level since um, late January, launching the microblogging app Threads. I guess we'll have to hear about this for a little while. They have lost a key privacy case at the EU, so there's always that going on. That does not seem to be going away anytime soon. Some other headlines out there today: Ford's U.S. sales jumped 9.9 percent on big gains for its F-series trucks. Ford Motors' second quarter sales increased 9.9%. That's a pretty good quarter. And again, that's not what the Fed wants to see. They want to see people not buying cars so that Ford lays off employees so they don't get paychecks and so they don't go out and go on vacation. It's kind of morbid. We want bad news in the economy to equal good news in the stock market. 
Just throwing that down there for you. And again, the higher inflation goes, the tougher it is for mom and pops to get people to work for them. And small business is the blood of our economy. And small businesses is already getting hurt pretty aggressively with higher interest rates because small businesses tend to borrow money to expand, to expand expansion, to include expansion plans in the long-term plan. So those higher interest rates on your mortgages or higher interest rates on small business loans as well. Let's do this crazy statistic inside of a statistic. Ford's EV sales during the quarter declined 2.8% to 14,843 as suppliers of the Mach-E were short mid an overall an overhaul at the factory that makes the EV. So that's not good news. A lot of people want Ford to be able to compete with Tesla and so far, not at all. Uh-oh. Here's an interesting story that's breaking Taylor Swift agreed to a partnership with FTX despite public claims to the contrary, but FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was ultimately counseled out of the proceeding. The nature of the agreement contradicts prior public statements from high-profile attorneys. The deal was valued at $100 million. That's something you have to talk to your kids about. And I got an email from a family friend who was talking about how brilliant the young son was because he bought Bitcoin. It went up a lot, then it went down a lot, and now he just reads books a lot. I don't know. What do you think about the idea of Taylor Swift uh, saying, I like FTX or I like Bitcoin and all of her fans going, me too, me too, me too. It's a little disconcerting. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Always try to find something to talk about. Obviously, today, Meta's Twitter killer. Is it a Twitter killer? I don't know if Twitter's even all that relevant at this point in time. Um, so if I'm going to say anything about it, I'm going to say it's a plus for Meta at this time. Doesn't take away any focus. Easy to roll out. Easy to slip into Instagram. It's kind of scary how friendly um, Zuckerberg is, is pulling this off at this point in time. Meta recruited celebrities like Gordon Ramsay and Shakira to start threading, i.e. posting. The hope is big names will attract big downloads. And then there's the competition. Um, Twitter's problems have been piling up since Elon Musk bought the business for $44 billion. He recently tweeted that its unverified tweeters would at least temporarily be limited to seeing 1,000 posts a day while paying subscribers would get 10,000 views. Next month, Twitter said it's going to restrict TweetDeck, a popular tool for followers following numerous timelines. Um, Blue Sky, a decentralized social app, had to temporarily pause signups last weekend after seeing record traffic. Mastodon also reportedly saw a sign-up spike as well. So Elon Musk seems to be pushing some people away. And Meta said, hey, we got this over here. We'll take whatever you got for us. Thank you very much. So I've hit that pretty hard, I believe. Let's move on. Um, I like trying to bring a little philosophy to investing. I think you should have your own philosophy, not mine. 
I think you should, as you get wealthier, you should have more products that you use other than just stocks, bonds, and real estate. Think of private equity. Think of private debt. Think of private real estate. Um, but only if you know what you're doing. So working with firms that know what they're doing is important. The United States, in my philosophy here, is different than if you go elsewhere in the world. I think there's unlimited upside in the United States. It's one of the few places in the world where you can drive a luxury car and people won't throw rocks at it. People won't try to, like, damage you. They're happy. They're impressed. Maybe not so much in the Bay Area. So there's so many Teslas in the Bay Area. It's kind of obnoxious. Um, you could become rich is still the greatest idea here. It's a little upsetting that some of the recent polls and research out of the big financial firms have been showing that Generation Z is getting tired of investing and they just want to focus on having a good life. Hopefully that's not the case long-term. Come back to us. Getting wealthy is important so that you can take care of yourself and not count on the government giving you social security. It's not going to be as much as you want. It's not going to pay for your lifestyle. We are a nation of people who strive, who dream, who start businesses. It's one of the reasons I believe in investing in the United States and investing in the S&P 500. Um, Particularly if you want to invest in our startup mentality, small cap companies. You don't have to look at the big tech companies as the way of doing it. Um, The whole idea that you can become wealthy here is, to me, capitalism. Wall Street's not a roller coaster. It's gone up seven out of 10 years. It's gone up in the six, in the 40s. Let's do this in the 20s, in the 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s. We haven't gone to zero in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, in the 10s, in the 20s. Like you got to get over this, this silly notion that it's rigged. It's capitalism. It's people like me who say, I don't want to work till the day I die. And working for a big company, I get lost in it. Um, so I started my own company. And ultimately, I sold myself to a big company, um, EP Wealth, who I think their product is the best in the business. Like I said, you got to get wealthy. You got to do more than just stocks, bonds, and real estate. Um, then you diversify into other areas. I've diversified into some fine art. I've diversified into some private debt. You get the idea. In the United States, there's no limit on how successful you can be. If you go to foreign countries you'll quickly find that there is a bit of a problem. Um, If you're successful in a lot of European countries, you're not, you know, uh, celebrate. You're kind of like the evil guy. Migration is a big, important topic in the United States. Um, Regardless of where you fall on the issue. There's so many jobs, and the job openings report just came out. I'll get to that hopefully this segment or probably next. It's a good thing that people want to come to the United States because they see the unlimited wealth. It's a good thing that people want to come to the United States, in my opinion, because they see stability politically. I may not be 
as true as it used to be. Um, but it's way better than what it is um, in, say, Cuba or Venezuela. You've got some countries where the population are leaving, you know, on a pretty regular basis to come here. Now, then you get into the debate of are immigrants taking jobs or not. We have so many job openings out right now. We could be a stronger economy. We could be a stronger United States if those jobs were filled. So you have to ask yourself, who's going to fill those jobs? They're open right now. It's probably going to be the people who come to this country and maybe push you higher as they step into the economic ladder, probably on the lower end more often than not. That's my shtick on immigration. I don't know how to solve it. I don't know how to make it better. I have no political expertise in any way, shape, or form. I could tell you as a money guy, we have a lot of open jobs in the United States. And some here, here's how to interpret that. Some employers like, well, gee, dang, I'd love to add a new factory, but we don't have enough workers. So they don't add a new factory. That's the simple of it. And I, I hope you get that. And I hope that doesn't upset you that I throw that down. The job openings came in at 9.82 million. Prior month was 10.1 million. No big reaction on that. The two-year treasury yield hits a 16-year high of 5.11%. That's interesting. That's very interesting. It's telling us the economy's chugging along. Elsewhere, there is a little bit of economic data. The ISM non-manufacturing index picked up in June. New order just jumped to 55.5% reading for 52.9. Anything under 50 is contraction slowing down. Anything above 50 is growing. The key takeaway on this report to cut to the chase is the understanding that service sector actively, the services sector expanded at a faster pace in June. A trend that will temper hard landing concerns and presumably contribute to the Fed's inclination to implement more tightening. So far, the Fed's right. They haven't brought down inflation to the 2% level. They haven't gotten uh, small businesses and large businesses scared enough to lay off masses amount of people. In fact, we want to hire them so we can service demand. It's a really weird damnation game. I hate to say that phrase out loud, but just like playing poker with the devil. You want to get a hand that gets you the, all the money and all the wealth in the world, but you got to put your soul up for it. No, thank you. Um, let's talk a little bit earlier about alternative investments. And let me just say this. I think once you're wealthy, you should include alternative investments. But while you're creating wealth, I think you should go with max out the 401k, the 403b, maybe set up a Roth or SEP IRA. While you're accumulating wealth, you should figure out, should you go back to college to pursue higher education to get a better paying job? Um, everything's worked out pretty well in my life. Uh, my spouse, at one point in time, she was a tech worker. And then life changes and she got into the arts world. And But before she got into the arts, she went and got a master's in museum studies. Um, she didn't really want to work for money anymore. She wanted to work for something she loved. 
kind of opposite of what I'm I'm advising until you're wealthy. So alternative investments seem to be or tend to be riskier. Just throwing that down there for you. Most alternative investments are open only to accredited investors. Accredited investors is a term that hasn't changed in 25 years. So I don't know why it's not keeping up with uh, inflation. 25 years ago, if I wanted to get into a hedge fund, I had to have a million dollars or earned income of more than 200000 or 300000 for married couples. There's an accredited investor is a term. Uh, they're public alternative investment definitions. Most of them are not tied towards the SEC because they're private. <laughs> private credit, private equity, private equity and venture capital have become exceedingly popular in recent years because these funds have generated significantly better returns at a time when generating alpha. Now, what's alpha? Alpha is excess returns on what top of a benchmark has earned. Um. I think an alternative investments are cryptocurrencies. Alternative investments are gold, silver, grains, and oil, or fine art. There's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. You need to have the financial savvy to get into that game because it's a little bit more volatile. And when you're wrong, you're very, very wrong. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. A Twitter copycat worth rooting for. That's what we're talking about with Reds. As Meta has added... It's story feature to Instagram in 2016. People rolled their eyes. Meta was clearly copying Snapchat. They did it again. Like Britney Spears would once say. You can sign up with your Instagram account and keep your username. It's really easy to follow all of your Instagram connections. So it won't take long for the product to feel useful. People who are already verified on Instagram keep their blue checks. So knowing people who are who they say they are won't be as difficult as it is on Twitter these days, where if you pay, you can say you're president of the United States, Um, which for the record, I am not the president of the United States. My Twitter account does not say that either, but it's assumed that you can get away with it. Um, Amazon CEO has asked its Hollywood studio to explain its big spending. Last year, the company spent $7 billion on original shows, licensed programs, and sports. Only Netflix and Disney spend more. I would say shakeups coming at Amazon at some point. There's a lot that they can do with that company. They could split off divisions. They could enhance divisions. Streaming services released at least half a dozen pricey series that failed to connect with audiences. Um, for me, what I kind of like that Amazon does is they get some independent films that might I otherwise never even heard of. But Amazon has released at least half a dozen series this year that have been just awful. Um, not just this year, last couple of years. Daisy Jones and Six, The Power, Dead Ringers. The Peripheral was cute. And it was very similar to HBO's Westworld. And the big problem was it wasn't anywhere near the quality of HBO's Westworld. 
All those shows cost more than $100, $100 million to produce. They failed to crack Nielsen's list of the top 10 most watched streaming programs. The Rings of Power, which was $400 million plus. It attracted a large audience, but it failed to hold on to most of the viewers over the course of the season. Um, I get it. So Amazon's now asking, can we explain what the $7 billion is in annual cost for programming? That generates more than five hundred billion in sales, um, does it or does it not? So they're not getting a good ROI. Is the expectation? There have been some critically praised series, um, and but Jeff Bezos always wanted the, the the next Game of Thrones, something that defines you. Ryan Murphy is working with the company. Um, Jack Ryan and the boys, you've heard of those those movies and those shows. It just doesn't feel, how shall we say, solid, right? Compared to Netflix. Netflix is still relatively a, an amazing value. With all the shows that are there, not the not Hollywood A quality, not Hollywood A quality, but definitely better quality than TV shows on network television. I still think their movies are a little bit lacking. But for anywhere between 12 and $18 a month, you and three or four members of your household can watch movies and TV shows and documentaries. That's about four or five cups of coffee. It's pretty good value. Back to Meta. Canada stops Meta advertising amid dispute over new law. Platform. Uh, so if you're on Facebook and you see a news feed... Um, Facebook says, we don't want to pay for that. We're give, bringing you eyeballs. And uh, the reporter who worked on the article says, you need to pay because my bosses reward me for how many articles are linked and clicked. <clears throat> I do think social media should have some sort of tax put on them to help local media stay in business in journalism. <clears throat> it's an odd thing for me to say out loud. Um, because the subscription model hasn't really worked unless you're the New York times. It really hasn't worked for even companies like the Washington post. And I can tell you from working in the industry of financial media, there's a lot of financial journalists who are pretty, not shady, just shaky, like not the strongest. Couple tech stocks are doing well today. Meta up 3.3%, Alphabet up 1.6%, and Microsoft. Microsoft got a write up this morning about how it's going to hit 3 trillion in valuation, how it's going to get there, and how ultimately well they're have been performing ever since bringing in the word artificial intelligence into their conversation. Taking a look at the markets, we are starting the second half of the year with a little bit of a struggle. Russell 2000 is down 2.4%. Um, that's a good percentage point more than the NASDAQ. We want to see breath spread. We want to see people believe that the United States, with all its hiring, that, that should relate, uh, that should equal positive things for the Russell 2000 small cap companies. Crude oil's lower, Russell's lower, NASDAQ's lower, Dow's lower. SP 500 is lower. They're all lower today. 
And again, it was kind of probably the melt up in June is turning into a let's take some off the table and see what the Fed says and does next. Dallas's Fed member Logan, he wanted to raise rates. He sees two more rate hikes in 2023. Lori Logan, she wanted to raise rates in June and sees the central bank raising rates twice more this year. It would have been entirely appropriate to raise the federal funds target range at the FOMC's June meeting, consistent with the data that we had seen in recent months. Boy, it feels like the Fed, let's call them 20 people, are really doing everything they can to uh, fight inflation. And the rest of us are like, why are you doing that to us, Fed? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.